right. Welcome back, everyone. My name's Aleda. And I'm Miranda. And together we make up the side kicks, 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 kicks. Yeah. And we're back to your regular scheduled programming of Flashpoint. The penultimate episode. Yes, it is is we are almost there everyone this is our second to last episode and we're covering a few of the comics and i'm gonna keep it positive this time <laughs> i'm in a better space than earlier this summer <laughs> that's that's fair that is fair yeah so this week we read emperor aquaman one two and three wonder woman and the furies number three Avin sir green lantern number three flashpoint number four and booster gold 47. And boy, howdy, uh, the event is like rapidly speeding to its end. Yes, it is rapidly like exploding. I was like a really poor joke and I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna say We are, you could say we're racing to the finish line. We are racing to the finish line. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. <laughs> yes, those are, that's what we're gonna stick to. Because <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is that we're imploding as fast as the summer. <laughs> and it's not nice. It's not kind or nice. Oh my god. But we're in the apocalypse now. So I guess I don't care. <laughs> I, just, I just, have you seen the jokes about how yes, like, all these billionaires are dying and someone might have a death note? <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody found the real death note. I did see that. I have a a friend who would like I she was like manifesting or something and she was <laughs> she like, manifested a submarine? She was it was like when a few, like the Zappos guy had died and like a, yes. like a billionaire had died and she was like, I don't wanna say that I'm responsible for this, but I have been thinking hard about like billionaires and the inequity of life. Holy shit. And I was like, You are too powerful. <laughs> You gotta stop. <laughs> and, then, and then you look at them and you say, okay, but now you need to focus on like improving the lives of everybody around us. Right. Yes. <laughs> like I know yeah. the inequity of life is a conversation we should be having, but let's focus it away from the billionaire class and down, down here. But bring it back to us because the trickle down is not going to work. We need it just for right. us to be okay. <laughs> all, all you are doing is you are giving the Blink-182 sun money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to Flashpoint. Uh, yeah, things are happening really quickly. So honestly, like the coverage of this, we're going to cover it, but they're all like kind of intertwined now. And mm -hmm. so they're all like referencing each other. So it is kind of like a funky sandwich that yeah. has a lot of la a seven layer dip, if you will. It's, they are stacked up, st like hats on hats. <laughs> it's not racks on racks. Hats <laughs> yeah. on hats. Yes. It's, it's hats on hats. Yeah. Um, the if this was a drawing i would say the line work is really bad because all like all the figures are melting into one person yes <laughs> the foundations were rocky to begin with and we're seeing it now <laughs> yep yep the the multiverse is is collapsing in on itself in this one it is it is it's like a black hole so, and we're here to cover it yeah for you. so uh, um, as a consequence we're gonna be talking about things like a little bit out of order yep Yes, we are pulling up my <laughs> app right now. So uh, for Emperor Aquaman 1, 2, and 3, the creatives are, the writer was Tony Bedard. Uh, the pencils were done by Ardian Saif, 
and Vincente Sifuentes, uh, inked by mm-hmm. Vincente Sifuentes and Diana Agia. Uh, colors by Kyle Ritter, letters by Jared K. Fletcher, assistant editor Darren Shan, associate editor Rex Ogle, and editor Eddie Berganza. And I would say, like, issue one and two are, like, justifying the character that Arthur Curry is in this universe. And then issue three is tying it to, like, what's actually happening in the plot. Yes, you're right. That's a very nice way of putting <laughs> Alita, that. Alita died. I did. It's because I remember what happened. <laughs> and i remembered i remembered it's a cursed image miranda i'm sorry to interject go ahead the drawing of him as a child as a baby yes it was awful it's like it's just it's it's an adult face on a baby body (laughs) and it's scarier than chucky for me (laughs) it's just like what is this why would you do that like just don't draw the face if you can't draw the face (laughs) get around it I a lot of people can't draw children. It's fine. Oh my god! But yes, it's setting up what Miranda said. And on one hand, I I understand that this is what I've been asking for this entire time. Like, don't just tell me these are the shittiest versions of characters, but like, show us how we got here. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is in many ways what I wanted. But also, um, there is a part of me that is a bitter feminist. And I am so fucking frustrated that that Aquaman gets this treatment, but Wonder Woman does not. I know. It's whack. Like, she gets, like, I don't even know if you're bitter, honestly. I think it's just, like, you're over it. It's It's been, I mean, okay, Miranda made a good point, like, off recording that, like, we've been reading it in a way that, like, the entire Flashpoint event in a way that it probably wasn't intended to be read. It, read like it was a three month event. We're covering it over like multiple weeks. You know, we're not covering it in the same pace that it was done. So we're just kind of like super consuming this information, <laughs> like hyper consuming it at this point. Uh, but ultimately like as creators, like you're gonna, as creators, not just the creators individually, like DC as a conglomerate, people are gonna come back to things. It's gonna have a legacy. They're gonna read it the way that we want to read it and that is usually chronological as it was coming out you know Miranda made a point of like yeah well you probably wouldn't read like if you didn't care about the Canterbury tale or the can the the Canterbury crickets yeah you wouldn't read him you would just read the other you would read the Thomas Wayne one or whatever and like you don't have to you don't have to like you'll piecemeal it and we're doing everything but it by doing everything I think it gives you the perspective of like they didn't think about Diana Mm-hmm. as much as they thought about Aquaman or because this is also like at the end of everything too so it's kind of like I kind of prefer a more linear track of things or like mid-linear like halfway through you explain something to me but like at the end I'm like they've already committed war crimes so I don't necessarily care about their the origin story anymore like I don't care that he was abandoned or I don't like I don't right it's not going to justify it for me at this point, right? Yeah. And yeah, Diana gets like three panels at a certain point during this. And it might have not been during this reading. I did accidentally read one from next week. But there is like, she gets a li- like an itty bitty like, whoops, I was lied to. And it's like, Diana, you have the truth lasso. Right. I mean, I don't think she has it in this. I don't think she has the golden perfect in oh. this. Oh, never mind. Uh, okay, never mind. I take that back. Then. But it's <laughs> also, it's the fact that like, there are really two characters that like the people writing their story took the time to say this is why they're like this and the two characters are thomas wayne and uh, aquaman 
everybody yeah. else like we just kind of have to accept that this is the reality that we're living in here yeah and i like it's like it, it, it's the thing that i've been wanting this entire time but the fact that it is only used on these two characters is very frustrating to me like i I don't have a problem with how it gets used with Thomas Wayne. I think it gets used in a way that makes the story make sense and is makes it more than flashback. Mm -hmm. You know, it's done very yeah. well. But the problem with Aquaman, Aquaman having this treatment specifically is that this entire story is is balanced on like the backdrop of this world war that has been started by the Amazons and the Atlanteans. And somebody made the deliberate choice to give a a nuanced view on the atlanteans but not the amazons and it's that inequity that i find that i find so infuriating mm -hmm. you know the fact that like we've been setting up that these two characters are like borderline unforgivable this entire time and then we get like the sad backstory for one of them but not for the other and the the way that they choose to justify this the way that they choose to show like diana's not all bad is it's like they make it like she didn't know the bad things were happening like it's ignorance, which is right? bullshit yeah like it's okay so we're gonna get a little political here let's go okay with that all right let's go put putting the car in gear <laughs> so i have a personal philosophy that if you run something right like if you are the head of something then you have a responsibility for everything that happens in that thing like uh, you shouldn't like obviously micromanaging isn't an effective style of management mm -hmm. but at the bare minimum like you should be involved and you should be aware of what is happening and if anything happens that anything like uh untoward happens in like the thing that you run then it does ultimately run back to you you know, ignorance is not an excuse when you're the president. Ignorance is not an excuse when you're the motherfucking queen. Like, yeah. it's, and I think that like the heads of things should be held, like they should be held accountable mm -hmm. for the things that happen under their watch, even if they're unaware of them or even if somebody else is the one perpetrating them. Right. And yeah. the fact that the narrative tries to basically at this very, at the very end of this event, tries to paint Diana as like this ingenue is, a, it's insulting because it kind of implies that she is just this naive child and she's the same goddamn age as everybody else in this book. And like, and it also is really frustrating because it kind of tells me that they didn't want to do the work. They didn't want to do the mental work of figuring out how we got actually got here with her in particular. Like they did the mental work with Arthur, right? but they didn't want to do that with her. And so at the last minute, they were just like, oopsie daisy, it was auntie doing it all along. It's fucking the evil like here's scar right? <laughs> and he's working behind her back or she's working behind her back and like was able to to like basically run the show in essence mm -hmm. that's what it is like i like she's my my consultant and she is like she's my advisor and she's never like advice for peace like don't you think that's weird and like she does have like these like like once it cracks then she asks all the questions that like is natural i guess in that situation like oh she right. was lying to me so i can't trust anything she told me it could have been a single issue like mm -hmm. it could have just been like oh diana would be so devastated by her mother dying that she would just go into a blind rage and they do kind of do that with us like they do tell us that in the very beginning but it's not that it's not like we i can assume that because i like my mom you know right <laughs> like if, you know <laughs> yeah, i'd be like devastated if something happened <laughs> you know but like 
not everyone has that relationship with their parent first of all second of all like you need to establish that because I can read that into it but not every mm-hmm. else not everybody else is going to do that so to not give her any type of development beyond like oh she's kind of stupid right what <laughs> like, like, my problem isn't with the war like I understand why the war happens I'm fine with uh with her aunt's like involvement in that my problem was like the moment when she's like I've learned everything about the internment camps and the eugenics experiments and I'm like how the fuck do you not know this like it's yes. on posters it's on goddamn posters that part was out of control and the Amazon I- had to go to Kinko's yes somebody <laughs> don't to put a whole like purchase request so where are y'all getting the money um no, I guess you guys are like the overlords. <laughs> you just go and like force people to do it for you. Dropping off golden drachmas. <laughs> like, well, I know we're awful, but I am gonna pay you. <laughs> right. Please, 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 please take my money. You're an artist. I you that's a really good point. I wasn't even thinking about that. But yeah, like she learns about the internment camps and is like <gasps> clutch pearls i would never allow this it's like you totally did though for yeah. so long you did it for so like, long you're telling me wonder woman at no point in time ever surveyed her kingdom she never went anywhere right because like, like she... it's not what lois lane in lois lane and the resistance is stationed in the capital like she's stationed where wonder woman's palace is you're yeah. telling me that like diana was never like i'm gonna go take a walk like along the thames and see what's going on <laughs> right it's not like they're fun- they never like establish like oh they're in antarctica and antarctica doing this <laughs> like they're shipping people out of right. new thermos the new place what yeah no it was i was just like okay whatever i guess well i guess this is what you're telling me yeah. what a shock like it's <laughs> and and to and like i to, we read three issues Mm-hmm. of emperor aquaman yeah in those three issues they were able to tell us like his his parents love story how like he got his powers how he like got taken away from the sea how he got taken back to the sea like why he was right? so tough why he's so fucked up like why he yeah like why he is so okay with war, war? <laughs> well like why why he's, he's a so warrior. okay with like these um these really extreme measures in war mm-hmm. like why it does not bother him right and it's he had a, like a tough childhood well. <laughs> as, a, t- as a prince he, you don't understand Alayda. he didn't he grew up without a mother <laughs> yeah he had a loving father and his weak. dad was disabled that was very hard for him that was so fucked up right <laughs> so fucked up they yeah don't okay <laughs> let's get into this i guess yeah so um yeah i don't know so it's just establishing it really is just an establishment of like his his person and why he is the way he is mm-hmm. and why he's okay like by any means necessary and the love story is that like she's like a siren i don't know she like his mom so his Little mom Mermaid's, is a runaway princess <laughs> her way into his daddy's life yes 
it's it's very it is sweet it's very sweet we're making fun of it but it is kind of sweet because it's like he's a light he's a lighthouse keeper and he doesn't like people and then he sees a woman on the rocks and like they fall in love and they have a baby and then she gets abducted by like the atlanteans by ocean people which kind of makes me think that like his dad must be on some message board somewhere as like some crazy conspiracy theorist (laughs) he's into cryptids right (laughs) Like, you don't understand. (laughs) Water people stole my wife. Uh, I want their love story. Like, I want a Webtoons adaptation of them. (laughs) And like, but not like sad. You know, like she gets abducted. They come back. Yes, he has a disability, but like, who cares? Right. We're just going to be a happy family. Like, that's what I want. But of course, as we've established again and again, this is the worst timeline. Yeah, that's... (laughs) He gets thrown so they out of the steal. White House to the rocks, and that's how he he gets his disability. <laughs> Which is he is a super person because yeah. you would die. You would Light die. Lighthouses are so tall. They are. He's he is he gets Sparta kicked off. <laughs> he died onto the rocks. He it wasn't died. even like the sand. He got fucking geeted into the rocks. Yep. Yep. So uh, and it was very romantic. Like the panels yeah. are very very romantic. We do get devil baby devil baby green uh not green lantern uh aquaman Aquaman, yes yes his entire like his backstory i think is very close to how it is like in canon like in Mm. this part at least um okay mom dies in childbirth and the atlanteans are are very sparta they are very sparta they just abandon unwanted children in like the coral reef (laughs) side note this is what happens to garth (laughs) Like, this is what happens to Aqualad. Like, he is an abandoned baby on, like, the coral reef. <laughs> oh, no. What is this? Is a cultural practice among the ocean people. I guess. They're yeah. sharks. They'll take care of the babies. <laughs> yeah. By eating them. Right. But so he gets abandoned, and then the ocean life Disney princess carries him to his dad. <laughs> Very nice. Right. Because he's the, he's the chosen one. Yeah. And he, the mother ocean selects a divine one to be able to communicate with all the animals and creatures every plankton of the sea and the the ocean animals are like we know who his daddy is we saw them do it let's go we saw that bitch escape ocean there's just an octopus mori (laughs) results are in you thomas curry are the father all the little fishes like the school of fishes do like little tornadoes yeah. oh my god yes the comic i want <laughs> yeah so he gets raised by his dad and his dad basically like raises him until he's 13 and when he's 13 he is abducted by the atlanteans once more yeah and that's the thing that's what i think is like the difference in like his origin story i think he was older uh like in canon Oh, okay. So he gets like, taken. Yeah, he, like he's older when in canon when he goes back to like Atlantis and discovers his birthright and all okay. that. Okay, okay. So, but instead, like his thirteenth birthday, Atlantean guards like break the door down and stab his dad, and then he's just like a shitty teenager, and so he this... just decides my dad died because he was weak. Yeah, like I value being a warrior, like warrior above everything that's that's who i am that's my mm-hmm. person and nobody can take it from me not even my bitch has dad who got fucking stabbed 
what an ass <laughs> i read that and i was like you suck dude like you're right <laughs> that's fucked up but okay yeah so he grows up valuing strength above all things obviously this leads him to like his a al- light al- not alignment what's the word diplomatic arrangement uh, arrangement yeah i guess I alliance oh alliance that's the better one Yes, his like alliance with young Diana. They're two people who value strength above all. And so they're going to unite their two peoples in marriage. And then obviously that goes wrong, right? right? And I think one of the things that this, these series of books does really well is it establishes that like Aquaman's always been radical, but it's other people that kind of either egg him on or hold him back, right? You have Orm who is constantly pushing for him to be worse. And then you had Mira who is like, you know, like, I understand we're at war, but what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, like, this is pretty bad, man. Like, like, for real? No, I feel like, what's her name, Mirna? Uh, Mira, sorry. Mira, she, I don't know, I feel like I don't know enough about her character, but I do feel a little bit like you're doing war crimes in the castle. That's not okay. (laughs) She needs to be happening outside of the house. Uh, but I do that's a joke but she does kind of say like you know how many people you're gonna kill like if you do that you know yeah because they're you're... they're specifically talking about like the earthquake machine yeah which is also fucked up because they're using like a metahuman to do this yeah so we also in this we get the backstory of how they obtained King Brion of like Moldovia or Markovia whatever Moldovia whatever Genovia <laughs> Genovia <laughs> Prince Brian of Genovia. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Like, we also get the backstory for how they obtain him. And they obtain him through trickery and deceit. And this really, I think, showcases just how radical, like, Arthur is. You know, the fact that he does not even hesitate at any point in this plan. And Mara, Mara is the one that's like, A, she's like, you can't turn people into bombs. Like, that's fucked up. You know, our war is with like the, our war is with the Amazons. You know, you're going to kill millions of just bystanders. Yeah. Right. And second of all, she's like, we have developed a relationship with King Brian. Like it is, it is what we are going to do to him is not honorable. Right. So like we have her trying to hold him back. And then on the other side, we have Orm, who I honestly don't know how they're related anymore. (laughs) because nissa dies in childbirth and arthur is her only son so i don't know how orm is his half brother it's like chosen family maybe 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 you're right i should be the only i as a fan of the bat family i can't cast stones it's just because he's evil it's kind of like bro why are you even here (laughs) you don't even go here you don't yeah exactly (laughs) him in a like hoodie (laughs) would be great amazing yeah, but it's like, um, and then once Mira dies, there is nobody to tell Arthur no. Yeah. And so he kills millions. Yes. And feels nothing. Yep. He's like, dang, they got another metahuman too. Why didn't it fucking, why didn't they drown? Right. And it's revealed, or I don't know if restated because I've, I've forgotten things, but mm-hmm. uh, that they have Tara. Yeah. From the Teen Titans. <laughs> Tara, who is Brian's half-sister. And I kind of liked how she was portrayed in this. Yeah, she was strong. Like, she had a job. It was very clear. They didn't try to do anything, like, extra with her. Yeah. She was just like, yeah, I'm here to, like, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Fuck them all the way. And, uh, yeah, I can get you to not sink. 
yeah do, 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 do. creates like ever, a mount everest right she does create mount everest but like she, they also i think they did a way of making her simple like they translated that she's young yeah very well like in how she's drawn like mm-hmm. you look at her she looks like a teenager mm-hmm. like how she holds herself yeah and then even though she's siding with like the Amazons, they made her sympathetic. Like she talks about like how she can feel her brother and she can yes. feel that they're hurting him. Yes. So it's fueled past just war and like I'm a warrior, so I have to like like you who for war. It's more like they've captured my brother and this mm-hmm. is my way of trying to help my brother. Even if she can't retrieve him, it's still like like a direct like fuck you to the Atlanteans. Yeah. Um which is like I think natural like if you're gonna if that's gonna happen like you're it's probably the way it's gonna like I, she makes sense to me I'm not mm-hmm. sitting here like what do you mean she didn't know what her auntie was doing you know what I mean like <laughs> Tara's motivations make sense yeah you know and then like we get to the third issue of Emperor Aquaman and that's the one that's really relevant to the plot as it stands now mm-hmm. because uh if if you don't remember um we are rapidly racing toward the end of the world there is a potential nuke happening um the shields around new themisera have fallen courtesy Mm -hmm. of hal jordan's bomb yes (laughs) we have a series of escalations and uh basically Arthur is just trying to avenge Mera. It's not even about defeating the Amazons anymore. It is straight up like you, like, like I'm a wife guy, and that's supposed to emotionally redeem me. Yeah, he. Ooh, I'm feeling spicy. He's Ned from the Try Guys. <laughs> oh, you are feeling spicy. Um, no, it's just, it's just like you can't. Come on, you can't be like the wife guy and then like everyone feel bad for me. I don't feel because. This is also another thing. They like have a meetup and like I believe this is the one. It does all get like really convoluted. So forgive me if I'm like, you know, like splicing it up. But there she does like the Diana has a revelation and she like goes off and be like, we've been lied to. No, we need to kind of like stop fighting to figure out what's going on. Like we yes, stop, yes. stop. Um, and he's like, I didn't give a fuck about the war anymore, bitch. I just want to kill you. And I was like, what? Why did we just do this in the beginning? You could have just called the duel. Right? Because in the beginning, they didn't want to kill each other. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't commit to, like, killing Wonder Woman until after Marib's head gets chopped off. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But reading it, I was just like... I wouldn't mind seeing an Aquaman Wonder Woman fight. I'm not opposed to violence like in comic <laughs> books. Uh, but it's just like everything that we've read and now we're here. And I don't know. It just, I was just like, come on. Then call everything off. Because this is past you just wanting to fight Wonder Woman. Like you want to hurt their entire existence and you don't give a fuck about who you hurt. Yeah. Don't sit here and like, I don't care about the war. Yes, you do, fool. That's how you got someone tied up doing all this stuff right crazy anyway he pissed me off i was like okay yeah that's fair that's fair so basically uh and this we're gonna jump hop we're gonna hop skip and jump over to wonder woman and the furies number three really fast to talk about this um Mm -hmm. the i'll talk Mm -hmm. about the creators for that later actually right so in that one okay actually hop skip and jump back to emperor aquaman they are going to do like their last bid against the Amazons. But to do that, they need to get rid of their Geomancer. So they send Orm 
and uh, Mara's sister, whose name is Siren, as like an elite strike force to assassinate this 15 year old mm -hmm. <laughs> so that they can use uh, Breon in the earthquake machine to bring like New Themyscira down permanently and drown them all. So like, that's what's happening. Obviously, it doesn't go off the way that they want it to. And uh, Orm and Siren are captured. Siren, unfortunately, gets murderized by uh, Wonder Woman's aunt, Penicillia. Penicillia? Penicillin? Penicillin, yeah. <laughs> aunt Penicillin. <laughs> and then <laughs> it is revealed they have been in cahoots this entire time. I mean, it hasn't really been revealed. Like, we've known literally yeah. this entire event. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We wouldn't have known this entire event. Holy shit. Because well, because it was the redhead girl. It wasn't or woman who. No, it was also no. It was also Penicilla. Like we saw Penicilla, but I was thinking about it. Right, we've been talking about how we haven't been reading these as they were meant to be made. Right, like there's the reason that these things are in like three parts of like one, two, and three is those came out in three separate months, which means the Wonder Woman issue where we found out that they were in cahoots would have come out the same month as the this Emperor Aquaman issue. Oh, okay. Okay. So then it would have been like a big reveal. Holy sh- See? See? Yeah. Damn. <sighs> if you read this in order as it was happening, please reach out at the sidekicks at gmail.com to tell us how shocked you were that penicillin <laughs> and the guy with the mask were in cahoots and making out. Let us know. Because we've known since the beginning. Oh my god. We as in the sidekicks and y'all have known. There is no mystery there. Miranda is too stunned to speak. <laughs> oh, I think you froze. Just kidding. You're not too stunned. <laughs> I I pride myself on my chops as a historian. And I forgot like the golden rule of you have to remember the context. You have to think about objects in situ. I fucking forgot. <laughs> But you remember now before we concluded the series, which is good. I'm no better than the Victorians who looked um, at all these white statues and just assumed that that was the aesthetic instead of being like, no, obviously color fades and paint chips off. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not a historian, but I also was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just like, a, I'm the layman of the, of the podcast. <laughs> and I never would have gotten there. So, you know, thank you for your revelation. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, it is revealed that Orm and Penithelia uh been in cahoots this entire time and that they are doing the nasty. They are. They are hooking up. Excuse me. <laughs> right. I thought it was funny though, because they just do think you know when you watch like a scary movie, if you mm -hmm. ever watched or like suspense movies or mysteries. Yes. And you're like, a person wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm but okay like it, it makes it like funny yes um somebody says someone go get diana Penicillia says that she says it right yes and then she says it she yells out at tara follows, like why would you kiss the guy i don't you know caught, right? i don't know like, like they had a golden opportunity she had a golden opportunity to like have him kneeling on the floor and be like i found intruders and then like to distract diana and all that until you know they decide that it's time for him to like unleash his bombs right but instead she's just like like tara go get the authorities well ah like and then she looks at Orm and she's just like, all right, we have about 90 seconds. She doesn't run fast. 
you're so hot. I'm gonna make out with you right now. Right? It was out of this world. I literally was like, did I not read that right? I need a clarification. Okay, yeah. So she snitches on herself. Yes, she does. She gets caught hot and heavy, literally by her by her niece walking in. And then Diana immediately puts the pieces together, which I guess credit to her for that. <laughs> yeah. I I am very gullible. I think if I walked in on my aunt having betrayed me with somebody, like, and then telling me, like, no, you didn't see what you saw, I might actually, like, there's a 70% chance that I will just allow myself to be gaslit. He kissed me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What you don't understand is that he used his his control over water to bend the saliva in my mouth. (laughs) And so my mouth just, like, attached to him like a magnet. (laughs) It was against my will. And we're gonna be like, oh my God, what an ass. Oh, I'm in jail. Right. You're so uh, brave for having like lived through that. Yes. Oh my God. We we I would go take a day. We'll take a half day. Well no, well, I gotta go right. fuck up like, Aquaman. So go get some coffee. All right. Take a bubble bath. Do what you need to do. See, you would absolutely need to have like the lasso to yeah. just fact checked everybody I, like, you could be lying and i would believe be you constant <laughs> it's too much power you have like a mini one and just lasso people's fingers like tell me the truth i'll be like hold on before we have this meeting let's let us form the truth circle <laughs> like we're all we holding it like a buddy rope <laughs> it's like a spirit stick yeah, <laughs> like the one from uh bring it on <laughs> yes, the talking stick yes the talking stick you have to here you do it you do it and you do it <laughs> okay we're all not lying let's go right yeah so diana like figures it out and she's like you bitch <laughs> and then her aunt's like you're stupid <laughs> too late <laughs> you realize you've already like committed genocide <laughs> you moron Right, right. And then this is when it gets revealed that in Lois Lane and the Resistance number three, which we have not read yet, it is next week. Uh, yes. That is where Wonder Woman gets the information that about like the internment camps and the eugenic experiments, which again, like, yes. how do you not know that this shit is happening? I really, I don't. And they didn't like, they didn't give, an, give us enough Diana's story that wasn't just fighting. Like they mm-hmm. didn't give us any like exposition or enough exposition to make me believe that she was too busy doing other things like mm-hmm. she was never on you their their mascara the mascara she was like everywhere else trying to quell fights or like establish some sort of diplomacy there something so like there aren't riots like if there was something something miranda like i right. am trying to give it something if they would have given me an inch of something i would have been like okay well she like she's responsible like she's it's they've she's not said we're not doing this war right she could do mm-hmm. that she she is the ruler they didn't give us any of that shit they're just like yeah she's just been like you know killing people left and right mm-hmm. uh she obviously because in the other ones where we read where they established like it was lois lane right in the resistance where they established like oh yeah they have like camps going and they're yes. like testing on humans it, it made there was nowhere there to tell us that she didn't know about it because it, I was 100% like, damn, Diana's brutal in this. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. 
because again, like it's isn't this isn't even like a bossing say situation. Like it's not like this all this shit is happening out in the countryside and then in like exactly. London, it's like nice. Like no, like Lois Lane is stationed in right. London and she's seeing people getting rounded up into like tr- into carts. Like she's seeing like the posters right. that talk about like the gladiator fights and all that shit. Exactly. Yeah, like you said, there's definitely like promotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, yeah i forgot the like goddamn jingle there's like a whole event there's there an ad whole, campaign yeah, like there's marketing there's whole careers <laughs> a marketing director all right there's an amazon gopher who has to run to staples <laughs> but yeah they just I, no. they fucked that one up yeah they did Period. they fucked that one up so diana immediately recognizing that she's been played the fool like she does try to do the right thing like she does try to de-escalate with arthur but arthur is beyond the point where he is willing to entertain conversation because mm-hmm. the war she no longer did matters to him. decapitate his wife yes. that is I mean, serious it is very serious pretty bad and she like <laughs> a big problem she's wearing her fucking helmet yeah also like that's a poor choice sometimes a wardrobe change is appropriate sometimes it's like some sensitivity is good she needs sensitivity training Mm -hmm. Uh, she did need some sensitivity. and he does call her out he's like why the fuck are you wearing it and she's like no it's not that like that it's like a misunderstanding it's like if you don't take that fucking thing off (laughs) i swear it's not a trophy it's a warning like bitch get over yourself right like shut up it is like put that shit in your closet mm-hmm. so yeah it's- yeah i do understand Ar- arthur for that because i was like yeah that's fucked up that is his wife's thing like mm-hmm. no it's not okay right like, yeah so it's okay he is not willing to listen and in the midst of their conversation orm reveals that he has planted bombs on all the atlantean ships secretly over the like the period of months and he detonates them arthur immediately assumes like the amazons are attacking them because like that that is the logical like assumption yeah i would say and in the midst of the chaos the earthquake machine with brian inside it sinks to the ocean floor and is activated and everybody knows that like this is going to be the end of the world there there is no way to retrieve him you know uh, much like another submersible there is a certain amount of ox- there's a certain yes. oxygen supply in there which means he's going to be doing this for days yeah and um he's him going in essence full power earthquake machine bomb of the ocean for days is going to destroy the world and Arthur has a moment when he considers, like, he could stop this. Like, he could go and turn off the earthquake machine at the very least. But if he does that, there is no guarantee that he will be able to get his final showdown with Diana. And that's what he chooses. hmm Yeah. Boy, Lintz. At all, any cost. Any cost. And that's where the story ends. Yeah. That's where Emperor Aquaman ends. Um, we've kind of covered anything of value that appears in like wonder woman and the furies number three yep it really is just like that revelation yeah. uh the creatives for that one were it was written by dan abnett and andy lenning penciled by augustin padilla inked by jose Oelos or avilos is that a v or you probably avilos 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 yeah. i don't have it open okay <laughs> i was like my handwriting's awful um <laughs> 
Colors by Andrew Dollhouse. Uh, letters by Travis Lanham. Assistant editor Darren Shan. Editor Brian Cunningham. And I wrote a single note for this book. It exists only to support other books. No new information here. That's amazing. <laughs> and that brings us to Abin Sir, Green Lantern. Uh, yeah. Number three. This one was short. Yeah, this one was really short. This one was so short that I read it first. And then Miranda texted me about it. And I was like, did I read that? And then I looked at it and started rereading. I was like, oh, I did read that. I... I will say, if we're going to pick like an MVP in terms of art, uh, this week, this book had my favorite drawings. Yeah. Yes. It was pretty. The coloring on it was really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, Perspective, like world building, all that stuff. A fucking cyborg is back. Shout out to the hero. He has no notes on this. Like, he's great. This is what I want a hero to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Abin Sir Green Lantern, it was written by Adam Schlagman, art by Robson Robson Roca and Felipe uh, Massafera, colors by Rod Reese, letters by Dave Sharp, assistant editor Darren Shan, and the editor was Brian Cunningham. Oh, and executive editor Eddie Berganza. And where we last left off with Abin Sir Green Lantern, uh, he has been attacked by his brother-in-arms and ex-brother-in-law Falsinestro, who after consult like consulting with um i forgot his fucking name i don't know the red lantern guy red lantern oracle guy uh <laughs> discovers that the universe is not as it should be not all is right in the state of dc uh and there exists a power known as the speed force which can edit and rewrite time And so Thalcinestro decides that he is going to obtain that power for himself to create like his ideal universe. Ideally, one where in which his wife and um, Abin Sir's sister is still alive. But in order to do that, he must eliminate Abin Sir. Abin Sir is like, if if Abin fights, Sinestro shall fall. (laughs) It's like the thread. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, and so Sinestro has confronted Avinshur, cut off his hand, and is about to 86 him. Yes. And Avinshur is a badass Green Lantern. Yes. And you don't need a hand when you can just will yourself a hand. Yes. That was sick. I was like, whoa, 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 hold up. He can regenerate. He's like, it's all about will. And I was like, he's the baddest bitch in the book. (laughs) I was a fan. I was. (laughs) It was great. It was great. And then uh, he and and Sinestro basically reenact the Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker uh, conversation on on Mustafar, like Avancer goes full log. You were the chosen one. Yes, it was supposed to unite the cores, not destroy it. <laughs> it was funny. I laughed. And Sinestro, meanwhile, is talking about how, like, I regret that it has to end this way. But he just looks like he's gone to Disneyland. He, yeah, <laughs> he's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, so. Avancer rallies, he defeats Sinestro, ties him up, and then calls the Guardians to be like, yo, you gotta, you gotta get your boy in check. Yeah. <laughs> and the Guardians are having none of it. They're just immediately like, did you get my shit? <laughs> did you, did you follow the brief though? Did you, did you do what you're supposed to do? <laughs> 
He's like, uh, no, I need to go. I need to go save these. I need to go save humanity. And they're like, yo, I sent you. We sent you to get coffee five weeks ago. You're still not back. He's like, yeah, okay. Well, the, where they make the ground, where they where the beans are made, is gonna be destroyed. So, like, I need to go back for the coffee. So, like, be cool about it, and I can go get you the coffee in another like three weeks. And they're like, um, they're not cool. They fire him. Fuck you. Give us that <laughs> ring. <laughs> no, they're like, we're not gonna recharge it. Fuck you. <laughs> they turn the power off. Which is such a funny idea to me because he's like, dang, well, how much percentage do I have? And I've done the same thing. Like, can I record these videos? (laughs) What's my phone life at? 13%? I could do it. (laughs) Because he was at 13%. And I was like, well, they didn't even give him like a 30%. Whoa. (laughs) All I could think of is that like, has he not been charging it? Did he not plug it in before he went to bed last night? (laughs) Exactly. Like he doesn't have a wireless charger. Like what's... You willed back your hand, bro. Like, what? Will back the power? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't understand the charging mechanism, but I don't need to. He has 13%. He's like, well, fuck you too, mom. And then, like, flies back to Earth. <laughs> yep. It's for the final battle, the showdown, which, again, I am so confused why the list recommended we read Aubin Sir before we read Flashpoint 4. Because when Aubin Sir pops in, like this, this it happens at some point after Flashpoint number four. Yeah, it must have been a mistake or something. I don't like. I don't understand the reasoning because it was kind of because it was first right mm-hmm. on the list, and then when I started reading the other stuff, I was like, wait, but they are not there yet. Yeah, but anyway, um, all the heroes are in like the final battle on New Themyscira to save the the world mm-hmm. and so Abin Sir goes to join them he has a brief little chit chat with like cyborg and then he goes to retrieve Breon with like two percent battery life on his phone bold bold he dies <sighs> yeah he, except he yes. doesn't die because while diving to the earth's core to retrieve the earthquake machine he discovers the white entity the thing the guardians wanted him to pick up and he becomes. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, I got Starbucks is on the way, dude. <laughs> he passed by one and he pulled it in right away. Yeah, he's like, there's no line. <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes the White Lantern. This drawing was badass. I know we're like joking and stuff, but the drawing where it's like, I don't even know, it kind of looks like a monster from a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yes, it does. And it's like, in, like it's like live, and that's where he becomes like the white night i guess uh mm-hmm. the white lantern that is such a pretty drawing i was here for that yeah anyway so. he has a moment with like his sister mm-hmm. she's there which is nice i appreciate you kind of tell when the writers like a character because like yeah we're gonna do this <laughs> right <laughs> like That's we're gonna cute. give them like emotional payoff mm-hmm. so, so then he's like i gotta go back to save it's like i'm proud of you you know like you're you're doing fine just remember like don't get so wrapped up in like preserving life that you forget that you have your own right like don't be such a square right live your life she does the equivalence of like you know it's okay to take some you time yeah self-care honey you gotta do it get yourself a bath salts get yourself (laughs) epsom salt take a bath every once in a while get a face mask with that craggly skin yeah like you know you look extra red today. 
but they do have a, like a nice like connection it's like like i love you i love you back it's very nice and then he is like all right i gotta go save the world now bye sis yep and i assume that we'll get like the conclusion to that in flashpoint five or we better yes. <laughs> i hope so because i do i do like his little story he's one of the shining lights yeah he was good and that brings us to uh do you want to talk about booster gold or do you want to talk about flashpoint number four first probably booster goals because all right negative payoff and booster goals <laughs> negative pay yes exactly that's that's the title of the episode uh, found it. <laughs> negative <thanks>. payoff <laughs> Anyway, we read Booster Gold number 47. This was written by Dan Jurgens, uh, penciled by Rick Leonardi and Dan Jurgens, inked by Dan Ho and Norm Rapmund, letters by Dave Sharp, colors by Hi-Fi Designs, edited by Rex Ogle, and the Booster Gold books were a complete fucking waste. Uh, came in hot, Fred. <laughs> yeah, nothing, like, I, yeah, guys. I can't, I don't know how to be positive about it. Nothing happens. Like, that's not true. There's a fight. They fight like a big beefy dude. And the lady, I forgot her name, Alexandra, Giannopoulos, the one he kind of abducted and then she fell in love with him. That lady. Yep. They're like a duo right now. They've known each other for the sum total of two hours. But they're in love, Marin. (laughs) She's in love. It's not love, it's adrenaline. L-O-V-E. Yes, I'll agree. Where we last left off with Booster Gold, um, he gets yoinked out of like the time stream and gets put into the the Flashpoint timeline. And it takes him like a solid hour to realize that anything is different. Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, he unintentionally, like he unintentionally antagonizes uh, the U.S. military who thinks that he is an Atlantean, like come to for as like a scout. So they're trying to hunt him. Nothing (laughs) is working. They eventually pull out the big guns of um, Doomsday, who they have strapped to like a mind control helmet. And he's being puppeteered by a dude that in another life would have been Captain Adam. Booster Gold accidentally abducts a woman. And then he he hangs out with her while he does a Google search to realize like where the world went wrong. (laughs) Yes. And then he decides that he's going to go talk to Batman because if anybody can solve up the problem, it'll be Batman. Except he never gets to Batman because he gets attacked by Doomsday. Yeah. In the struggle, the helmet that mind controls Doomsday gets knocked off. Doomsday causes a lot of like damage and Booster Gold realizes that he's a hero so he can't just like let things slide. So he fights Doomsday. Uh, the helmet gets put back on. But in the process, Booster Gold gets captured by the American military. And that's really where we enter in on this fourth book. We have ostensibly Booster, who is going to find, like, where the big fight is happening and join it and help as soon as he gets free. And then you have Doomsday as, like, the sword of Damocles, like, hanging over the story. Like, Chekhov's gun, right? If Doomsday gets introduced in the first comic book, then he must fight somebody, like, earnestly by the third. Yeah. And here we are. Mm -hmm. This is their fight. Yeah. Booster Gold is basically being like, what are you talking about? I'm not an Atlantean. And then the military is just like, we're going to destroy your mind to learn all of your state secrets. Who's the real villain? (laughs) (laughs) Who is the monster and who is the man? (laughs) What are we saying about the American government? Right. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, Uh, They lose control. There's a struggle. Yep, they lose control. Exactly. And then 
oh fuck what was her name alexi oh. alex alexandra yep she okay the funniest thing is that they they've they fumbled the helmet that controls doomsday or yes. controls this monster and she catches it and she's like yeah i'll put this bitch on she puts it on and she like it is kind of cool it's good strategy she's because he's like indestructible i guess like they can't land anything on him she makes him rip himself apart which is yeah brutal uh but effective so he dies yeah so it's he- but it was such a it was such a fake out <laughs> we spent we spent all this time building up how dangerous doomsday is and how they need to contain him and then it just it just gets resolved like that it's a little too fast for the build-up it was like with two is- two issues of like oh my god if doomsday like happens like it's gonna be even worse in the war like he's gonna destroy like it's another threat on earth mm-hmm. and then for it to be resolved in like one two pages yep so yeah it, it happens very quickly very anticlimactic yep so meanwhile booster gold has decided that he and alex alexandria are in love so when he resets the timeline he's gonna like carry her back with him yeah they're gonna like elope or something right they figure out that all of the people that they want to talk to are over in europe so that's where they go booster gold suit is damaged so his memories are starting to reset he's no longer protected from like the perils of time travel he's starting to integrate into the flashpoint timeline and then and then he does it (laughs) yeah and then like before he can talk to anybody before he can do literally anything to add any value to the story he gets zapped alexandria presumably dies Mm-hmm. And because his memory is resetting anyway, he gets put back into his proper timeline, we assume. Yeah. But he doesn't remember anything. Yeah. He's it was like, what's all this? Yep. Hmm. He just, in essence, wakes up in like ruined clothes and he's like, must have been some party last night. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of like a dream sequence in a TV series. Yeah. So Booster Gold adds nothing to this universe does nothing for the story and the story does nothing to progress him because even like the weird chalkboard with all of the information on it it gets written by the ghost of alexandria who we assume yeah. um because of her like absorption powers has absorbed like the speed force and like the last ditch effort to not die right well flashpoint four yep yeah flashpoint number four the creatives for this one are are written by Jeff Johns, penciled by Andy Kubert, inks by uh, Jesse Del- Delperdang, colors by Alex Sinclair, letters by Nick J. Napolitano, edited by Kate Stewart and Rex Ogle, and the executive editor was Eddie Berganza. I would say this one is the emotional climax of the entire event. Mm-hmm. And we have another week left, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> falling action (laughs) um but where we last left off with flashpoint flash has recruited thomas's wayne's batman with the promise that they can just destroy this timeline and reassert his timeline wherein bruce lives right obviously thomas wayne as a grieving parent is going to go for that option they have recruited cyborg under false pretenses by saying like no 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 we'll join your war effort but we need to go get my guys so that um the Flash, who is trying to, in essence, recruit the Justice League with the help of Thomas Wayne Batman and Cyborg, they break into Project Superman, like secret headquarters, and they release Clark or Kal-El. Kal-El bounces. 
Yes. Like from the fight. Yeah. <laughs> and Batman is just kind of yelling at him being like, why do you believe in this guy? Right. But anyway, that's where we left off is that they're deep in a secret facility fighting like the security forces and the Kryptonian has exited the building. Yes, 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 yes. We get introduced to Emily Sung. Element woman. Element woman. She seemed cool. I would like to read more about her. Yeah, I liked her. She has been uh, stalking Cyborg since he called the meeting of the metahumans. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she was just so excited by the idea of being a part of something that she's just been following him in case it ends up happening uh, <laughs> and so she is the deus ex machina who helps them like get away from to get facility. away without getting shot yeah 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 um they decide that whatever is going to happen is happening now so therefore they need to recruit whoever they can which brings them to Fawcett city where the teenagers that make up Shazam live. Yes, and their exotic pet. Yes, uh, Tawny. Tawny the tiger. Yes, so cute. Yes, so these six teenagers who all together form the entity known as Captain Marvel, aka Shazam, they're basically in gridlock as to what they should do. Right. It's like on one hand, the world is shit, and rapidly coming to an end but on the other hand they're kids and they're scared i i I appreciate the one that's like can we just watch american idol (laughs) can we not try to figure out how to fix the world i feel for that one i liked how these conversations were handled yeah i i wish that captain marvel had been one of like the three issue miniseries Mm. i would have enjoyed that one Mm -hmm. because like i want to know more about like these kids and their dynamics one of the things that they're talking about is in a sense like their responsibility to like one another and to the world right right are they are they just six random kids who happen to live in the same house or are do they have like a connection yeah like they are foster siblings right and there is like like the reality of shazam is like if one says no then they won't do it Mm -hmm. they like cannot do it (laughs) yeah it's not just like okay well fuck you and I'm gonna go do it by myself. They literally cannot. So it is a conversation of like what you said, like the responsibility to like the world mm-hmm. versus their individual selves versus their family and what that, how do you handle that? It seems like such an impossible situation. Like I have a hard time just deciding general things, you know, like little things. And to have like this entire conversation with my siblings, they're like, well, I'm like, I don't want to die. I don't want to go fight these people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're gonna die anyway because the world's gonna end so might as well go down fighting like those are the kind of conversations that we're seeing and feeling yeah like through these kids mm-hmm. right um i do want to point out that there's a technical error in these and was driving me nuts the entire time Uh oh, what was it uh some of the thought bubbles aren't drawn in the right place so there are multiple instances where they attribute like something that is being said to freddie uh-huh but the thought bubble is pointing to billy or the not bubble, the speech bubble is pointing to Billy. Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> Dang, that is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder what happened. So it, it happens multiple times. Mm-hmm. So I just, I I wonder if there was an earlier sketch where Freddie was sitting in the middle and Billy was like next to him. And then they mm-hmm. got switched in like the last minute. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Huh. So like they're 
but they're just like they're having this conversation and they're handling it i think fairly in a way that is very mature right like they're talking about like well if the world ends like the world ends you know they're talking about like how like maybe they don't have a like maybe they're not really a family but how do you make a family is a family blood or is a family at the time that you spend together and like it or not like they do have a bond right um one of them is like well they're not our actual parents mm-hmm. and then a different kid's like well legally they are and then there's more conversation one pipes up and is like well pizza and mm-hmm. they're like oh you want pizza and it's like no we buy pizza every friday and that's like our parents attempt to cre- to create like a family bonding moment which is like a memory yeah so like they're they're kind of i think on the cusp of agreeing like for by themselves to like help yeah you know they're kind of on the cusp of it but they get interrupted by fucking cyborg blowing a hole in their house and how mr and mrs beck like their foster parents don't hear this they they're just like no no i'm it's i'm not doing this with these kids (laughs) i heard it but i'm ignoring it (laughs) yeah but anyway um they have come they that's super cyborg batman the flash all of them they have come because they know captain marvel has like weird magic shit happening with him and so they think that maybe captain marvel can do something to help barry whose memories are resetting yeah and the kids are just like it doesn't work like that <laughs> but also uh, to adults get- to not understand anything right but um they also get like billy gets zapped and he sees what his life is like in this other world right and this kind of invigorates him in a way and then meanwhile on the news they're talking about like in essence the final battle that is happening and all the adults are like oh shit, we gotta go now and batman is like well what does it matter because thomas wayne is thomas wayne oh yeah he's the doubting Th- he's the doubting thomas in the story yeah <laughs> Yeah, so like Flash is Flash is a hero, and so he's immediately like, "Oh shit, we have to go help. We have to go save people, right?" Cyborg is down for this because that's why he's literally here. Element Woman's yeah. gonna do anything that Cyborg wants to do. Yes, because <laughs> she's like, "You're my one friend," <laughs> even if you don't agree. <laughs> right? <laughs> like <laughs> Cyborg's like, "And I work alone." You're right. We work alone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I I love her. I would a lot love a, like yes, I liked her a lot. She was like a ray of sunshine in this. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like a buddy cop <laughs> episodic situation would be so cool with like Vic remind- Stone and em- and Emily Sung. Yes. She reminds me of uh Starfire because she is like bubbly. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I have like candy. You want candy? I brought extra. Like, you guys want gum? Like, I have extra stuff. Like, what's up? <laughs> what are we up to tonight? Right. Crazy kids. Right. She's like the fun aunt. Yeah, she is. So, like, it's this is Cyborg is here to save the world. Flash wants to help because he is at the end of the day still a hero. And even if he can't get back to his timeline, like he wants to help this one. Yep. Right. And then Thomas Wayne is like, that's not what I signed up for. Like, I signed up to burn this world to the ground so that the world where my son doesn't die as an eight year old could exist. Right. And this is when we get like kind of this this conversation about right. This is where we have like a 
a conversation about this is when they they kind of draw their line in the sand and they decide like beyond what our motivations are beyond what we want what are we doing right flash is trying to rally everybody and he tells cyborg like you you have everybody's phone number right like you're in charge of the group chat why don't you tell them like post a date and time and where we'll be right and he's like well they're not gonna come unless batman's on our side and he's and flash is like why like this fucking guy (laughs) and we talk about as we always do with batman we talk about the symbol you know yeah like he may just be a man in a suit but he has been doing this for decades and for people that don't know that he's a dick like he's a legend yeah like if you don't like don't meet your heroes (laughs) right uh yeah and the kids are like we're not fucking scared (laughs) like we're smart like we know how to get through this which i respect yeah and then this is where we get kind of i think like the the thesis statement of this entire event the lesson that flash needs to learn Mm -hmm. right we get him saying uh no one's invincible but that fact shouldn't be holding anyone back we all have something to offer we all have something to lose we have to move and we have to move now Right, like the thing that like the Flash always goes back to of you have to keep moving forward. Yeah. You can't let grief or fear paralyze you. Right. And that is ultimately what gets the kids to agree. That's what gets uh, Batman to agree. Yep. You know, and now they're all in Batman's plane. <laughs> Zoom, zooming. <laughs> Zoom, zooming. And then I, I just want to say that like, I wish this particular panel had been uh, had been drawn in higher resolution because I would want this yes. to hang on my wall. But when you yeah. zoom in, all of their faces are like little puppet faces. It's like the little, um, they just have like little black circles for eyes. It's like Barney from the Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, but it I, is a very cool, like if somebody would like just make it big, it'd be great. Like yeah. this artist, just like redo it, but bigger. Because it is a very nice drawing <laughs> it is it does kind of give like we're going shopping <laughs> right get in bitches we're going to the mall <laughs> we're about to wreck these motherfuckers they are en route to new themisera uh cyborg is in a conference call <laughs> with everybody <laughs> like a holographic conference call yep enchantress is there because her being a traitor is insider knowledge <laughs> it doesn't even <laughs> we know <laughs> yep Arthur and Diana are making their beef everybody else's problems. It's like, honestly, it, I used to, well, we both like helped work events. Yes. So it just feels like the two hours before the event starts, which <laughs> is like, no matter how much planning you do, there's always going to be fires to put out. Oh, and there's God. always going to be people you can't stand, but you need their labor. So it's like, you know what? I don't care that you never do things. I need you to go and count these pamphlets right now to make sure we have enough for everybody. And that's Enchantress. Yes. <laughs> like you're kind of slightly useless, but <laughs> enough to be beneficial to me in this moment. So like get your shit together. You go up there, you go down there, you go talk to the caterer, you put up the streamers. We got to get this going. Come on. Because if people are going to show up, I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> They we have the big superhero pose as everybody's running into battle, you know. Yeah. Avengers assemble Titans together. We have that situation happening. Captain Marvel immediately flies off to confront Wonder Woman because again, like it was implied that she scarred up his face and almost killed him. Yeah. And 
in the midst of this fight, the Enchantress separates the children. (sighs) And to Diana's credit, I don't think she was going to fight like these 15 year olds, like her shock when she sees like Captain Marvel is just like a bunch of children in a trench coat is very real. Yeah. (laughs) So to her credit, and then this causes like the flash to, but not all of her Amazons are on her side on that one. And one of them kills Billy. Yeah. And this causes like the flash to freak out. Because, like, I think it's this very real consequence of, you know, he he brought the he brought the kids into this war. Like, right. he he was instrumental in them going off to war, and they are children. Yeah, and he gets feared. Like, it's it, it it's implied that like Billy dissolves into lightning. <laughs> I yeah, like he just like disintegrates or something because it's like lightning is hitting his body. Yeah, and then. The Flash also says, like, he's just a boy, but even before mm-hmm. he gets killed, before Billy gets killed, it was, like, somebody else was like, no, 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 like, he's a kid, like, don't hurt him, like, yeah. don't do it, and then, boom, hurt, immediate fuck, and then, uh, who who shows up? Professor Zoom, Reverse Flash, Ibad Thwan. He pops up on the very, on the very last page, everyone is disoriented from the lightning explosion, and all he has to say is... Look what you did. <laughs> He's such a bitch. <laughs> so, Aleda, would you recommend any of these? Uh, I would recommend the one we just talked about. Slash point four, three. Oh, yeah. I would recommend that one because they do, they do like show kids in like a good light. They do have a, a good conversation of like your responsibility to the world really like as someone who has power and like what that means to sit out or engage in what else did we read? let me see uh booster gold 47 Abin nope. Sir, number three wonder woman and the furies number three and emperor Aquaman one two and three honestly if you wanted to read the flashpoint you can probably pick up here like just pick up here and you won't waste your time because all these are like adding to the flashpoint event like now like they've laid down some foundation and now like we're on the ride and we're coming up on like the little loop the loop so only if you want to read flashpoint start here you don't even read the rest of it you really don't <laughs> you just start right here you can get some good fights you can get some zingers wonder woman and the furies you don't need to read that uh emperor aquaman only if you care about aquaman i don't I didn't, this is like the most experience I've had with Aquaman, so he was kind of like an ass. <laughs> um, yeah, Obinser and Flashpoint Four would be the two like winners from for me for this one. Obinser for the art, Flashpoint they did the kids right on this one <laughs> for once. Yeah. How about you? Would you recommend any of these? I I agree with you. I think Flashpoint Number Four was like that was the really good one. I think that was. We got some interesting conversations with these characters. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's fair. Well, Miranda, that's these. <laughs> Miranda. Oh, what are we reading next week? So oh. next week, it is the ultimate. Wait, is it pen open, then the ultimate, or just the finale? Yeah. I think it's just the finale. <laughs> the finale. 
of the Flashpoint uh, reading part of it. So next week we'll be reading World of Flash, number three, Lois Lane, The Resistance, number three, Project Superman, number three, Kid Flash, Lost, Lost, numbers one, two, and three, and Flashpoint number five. And that would conclude the Flashpoint event and our summer like event thing that we did. So join us in reading it if you'd like. If you just want to hear us talk about it, join us next week. You'll hear it. Woo. Miranda, where can the people find you? Well, if you'd like to reach out to me directly, I am Dynamighty Miranda on TikTok. I repeat, Dino is in Dinosaur. Mighty is in Mighty Mouse Miranda. That's my name. Don't wear it out. I'm a friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. So I talk about comic books. I go live twice a week on Thursdays and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, typically for about an hour and a half. And uh, I now have an email associated with my TikTok account of dynamitymiranda at gmail.com. Nice. That's awesome. I was given fan art recently and I died. That is so cool. Yeah, I saw one of your videos. It's like the engagement was really good on that. That was congrats. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us as a group, you can send us an email at thesidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, thesidekicks, capital T-H-E, capital S-E-I-D, capital K-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Feel free. If you have a criticism, if you have a recommendation, if you work in the industry and love to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. Please feel free to send us an email. Or you can follow us on Instagram as the Sidekicks. We post pictures of all the shit that we talk about. Elena, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on Instagram and TikTok as comfy act c-o-m-f-y-a-c-t uh i just kind of made a one dedicated to art because it just seemed easier i like to like car- compartmentalize my life so follow me there <laughs> um yeah that's that's it i've been doing art i'm trying to like be good about it try to get to a thousand followers i'll try to do that Ooh, uh, the red to a thousand. Yeah. it's you know we're going so Oh, actually, no, my TikTok, scratch that. TikTok is Silver Chata Chica because I just, it just seemed fine because I was doing art there. Uh, Silver Chata Chica on TikTok, Coffee Act on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I have for y'all. Yeah. Um, and let's see. <gasps> all aboard the toxic flashpoint train. Oh. <laughs> no! <laughs> Chugging down the road ah. to why did we read this? It's so catchy. It is so catchy. <laughs> My TikTok is all about that lady. All, I actively like, I just did not like any of her stuff. So I was like, I don't give a fuck about this lady. And then stuff started happening. I didn't even know her name. And so I was like, Do you have you heard about that lady stuff? And I'm like, Who? Like the lady with the lipstick. And I was like, ugh, no. And then TikTok's like, you know what? Eat it. Right? Eat it. You need to know. You have to know about all that shit. It's crazy. But yeah, talk to you guys next week. (laughs) Bye.